Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Vlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. If you were growing up in the 1970s and early 80s, particularly here in the Dayton-Cincinnati area, then this was a familiar sight to you. Children's Palace was much like Toys R Us. It was a huge department store filled overflowing with every kind of toy that you could ever imagine in your dreams. I'm pretty sure it's where my $6 million man came from and the space rocket Possibly even my Evil Knievel stunt cycle. By the way, they're making that one once again. My sister gave me one for my 50th birthday. Children's Palace was a mecca for young kids in the 1970s. It had those medieval turrets. It was there to stand the test of time. But in reality, it only lasted from 1969 until the mid-90s. Think about the entire history of something that seemed like an icon in my childhood. It lasted less than half of the time of Prince of Peace's existence. I was reminded of the retail scene in Dayton in the 1970s a few years ago when I was on the board at Wittenberg University. We were in the midst of our largest construction project in decades. The $10 million gift was made making possible a new indoor athletic field and track, but we then leveraged that gift to secure additional resources through historic tax credits for renovations to our adjoining 1920 field house, along with several other kinds of tax credits for that project as well. It was a great project, but it became a larger burden for several reasons. The chief ones being first inflated costs and the loss of our bid for some regional new market tax credits to another project that people were going all in on in the Miami Valley, the Dayton Arcade. That certainly caught my ear because as a kid we would go down to Reich's department store in downtown Dayton, especially during the holiday season, but the downtown stores were losing out to the suburban malls like the Salem Mall and the new swanky, new huge Dayton Mall. So in the push and shove for business, developers in the late 70s were in the process of revitalizing the Dayton Arcade to reestablish its prominence and bring retail back to downtown Dayton. And they were successful in reopening the arcade right after we left in 1980. So I was surprised to hear when I heard on the board a few years later at Wittenberg that the arcade's revitalization had been so short-lived and had now been all but abandoned for about 30 years. The arcade, whose history goes all the way back to the beginning of the 20th century, is certainly a proud one in Dayton's history. For the first half of the 20th century, it really was the center of commerce for the Dayton community. But just like the toy industry, things change, and just doubling down on retail development as they did in 1980 was not enough. 
the development group for the arcade now has the reforming of that image of what the arcade was back at its opening at the heart of what they are trying to do. To think about what it can be for its next generation of life. They had reform on their mind and reform they did. A mixed-use space with a combination of office, retail, restaurant, residential, educational, and community space was devised and construction began in 2019. What's fascinating in the process is that the pandemic happened right in the middle of construction. So even as they were under construction, the assumptions that they made, particularly about office spaces, were being flipped upside down even before they could finish construction. We gather together on Reformation weekend, and as we do so, we're reminded that reformation is not isolated to our lives of faith. All around us, everything in this world is continually being reformed and changing. Just look at my one little slice of reality as the arcade in Dayton was being reimagined. It ran up against the reformation that was happening at Wittenberg. We were building an athletic center to distinguish our brand among student athletics and to expand our health science majors in response to the demands of this next generation of students. As we were celebrating our 175th anniversary, a long tradition of liberal arts education, we were keenly aware that we had to keep leaning into pre-professional degrees and other learning modalities that would meet the needs and desires of our students and get us on the path towards our success for the next 175 years. And as we met to discuss the restructuring of some of our debt along with, alongside of changes in our curriculum for this next generation of students, I made an impassioned plea to my fellow board members to be bold and decisive in our actions because I had just come from the closing of our Camp Moana that had been such an important part of my faith and seemed like it would be there forever. And I didn't want to see another foundational institution from my upbringing miss an opportunity to enact the reforms necessary to continue forward. And this, of course, was happening just months before we first heard that dreaded name, COVID-19. Maybe the single greatest thing that the pandemic has taught us is just how quickly things can change. And how illusory our sense of stability really can be. And this leaves the church in an interesting position. On the one hand, it's precisely our rootedness in tradition that has stood the test of time. In the midst of so many changes, the church is often the anchor for people in the midst of the storm. Again, just look at the history of Children's Palace compared to that of Prince of Peace. The whole chain of hundreds of stores disappeared while we've continued to grow and thrive. Yet at the same time, things have changed. And while the church universal continues to stand strong, so many individual congregations have not survived, often clinging too much to traditional forms to their own peril. So we seek as a church to find a path forward that maintains the vital core of our faith in Jesus Christ as the gift of grace of God to the world 
while not clinging to any human traditions that cloud that truth or inhibit our ability to communicate it. I often go back to a pivotal quote from my own understanding of the relationship between tradition and reform from a book entitled, of all things, simply Lutheranism. There, Richard Jensen says, medieval thinking said that God created an organization, the church. The Lutheran Reformation said that God gathers people and that this gathering, the church, creates an organization in order to carry out its mission. This is often put more simply, the church does not have a mission. God's mission has a church. So just like the Dayton Arcade went back to its roots as being a center for community and not just a retail outlet, the church consistently goes back to its roots and the core of its faith in Jesus and says, how can this best be communicated in today's culture? How can we be reformed to communicate God's message of hope and freedom to our world today? Which brings us to our other emphasis for today as we celebrate not only Reformation, we also celebrate Confirmation this weekend. Young adults embracing the reformation of their faith as they build upon the promises of their parents in the waters of baptism. We now invite them to consider how their faith can be reformed as they come into this new life stage in high school. How is God challenging them to dig more deeply into their faith and devotion in community and in service? We give thanks for their embrace of this challenge, and we promise today our support with our prayers and supportive relationships for them as they find their way in this world. But we also make a commitment to them to walk with them in conversation about how we continue to reform together as a church so that we become a church that speaks to their generation for the sake of generations to come. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.